Hello and welcome to the Abbott and Costello Show from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
Listen when Dashiell Hammett's Fat Man again goes into action tomorrow night over most ABC stations. And now back to ABC's Abbott and Costello Show. Remember when we came out here to California eight I, years ago? I remember that. Yes. And I had a stiff neck, and you told me to keep away from dampness? Yes. Well, is it okay for me to take a bath now? I... <laughs> no wonder you've got a stiff neck. You're out every night chasing girls. Look how pale you are. You should, you should go to bed early, every night, and put roses in your teeth. I tried that, but I couldn't sleep. Why? The stems keep sticking out of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> I didn't sleep much last night either. I was dreaming I headed to Mars. First I turned hot, then I turned cold, then I just turned hot, and then I turned cold. Well, uh, how do you count for it? My electric blanket was hooked up to the neon sign outside my hotel window. <laughs> by, the, by the way, Lou, did you keep your date with uh, Marilyn Williams yesterday afternoon? Yes, and we went out to San Fernando Golf Course. I let her drive my car. I wish I hadn't told her to drive my car. Why? She cheated up and hit it with a matches. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad that Marilyn has taken an interest in you, Lou. That's the kind of a girl you should marry, a star. Look at Betty Grable. She hits her wagon to a star. Yeah, but if I had a wagon like hers, I'd find me a star and get hit, too. <laughs> You'll never get married. You should aim to get a nice girl. You should aim to make her love you, and you should aim to have a long engagement. Yeah, but I'm tired of aiming. I want to pull the trigger. <laughs> Marry that girl you went to school in Patterson with. You know, little Mary Bozzo. Oh, Mary Bozzo. Mary Bozzo, sweet little girl. She was a nice girl, Adam. She was. But I had a, a rival named Luigi. Luigi? Luigi Paiello. Paiello? Paiello. Luigi Paiello. Yeah, I used to bring Mary candy and Luigi would bring her nothing. I used to take her to the shows and Luigi would take her no place. I used to send her flowers every day and Luigi would send her nothing. Well, what happened? She married Luigi, now they got ten kids. How do you like that for spite work? Costello, it's no use. No girl would marry you. You're irresponsible, and you're financially unsound, and you're practically a bankrupt pauper. You're only saying that because they ain't got any money. I... <laughs> That's right, and you'll never have a cent. No? Well, I will. I woke up this morning with my feeling in my bones that I was going to make money. Hey, what are you doing with those dice? Those are the bones I got the feeling in. <laughs> Wait a minute, Costello. Those are awful funny-looking dice. Are they loaded? Are these loaded? Yes. Watch this. Have it? Did you ever see dice before the left skid mark? <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself using such a dice. H have you ever gambled with all your, those dice? Only once. When I left Patterson, I shot craps on the train all the way to Los Angeles. And what happened? It's the first train... It's the first time in the history of the Santa Fe Railroad that the super chief ever came in on its knees. Hello, fellas. Oh, this will kill you. <laughs> well, 
Matty Malnick. How, how are you, Matty? Fellas, I meant to ask you, how do you like my violin playing on this program? Well, Matty, <laughs> I've heard of a gypsy making his violin cry, but you're the first guy I ever saw that could make a violin sweat. <laughs> That's pretty good, Costello. Yeah. Hey, what are those little square things you got in your hand? Oh, these. I never saw any of those before. Never saw these before? <laughs> Don't know what they are, eh, man? Wait, wait, wait. Costello, come here. I could tell him. Come here, I want to... He don't know. Wait a minute. Come here, I want... I want to tell you something. Now, understand, uh, I don't believe in crooked gambling. Oh, I know that. But uh, this is a good chance to... Uh, too good a chance to pass up. Matty here is a plum that is waiting to be pissed. He's a pigeon waiting to get plucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matty? Yeah? Would you mind stepping over here, please? Are you sure you never saw anything that looked like these before? No, what are they? Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, we'll massacre! Uh, 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 let, let, let me explain it to him, Matt. Let's tell him it's a couple of yo-yos. Why? <laughs> now, Maddie, uh, my dear boy, these little cubes that Costello has in his hands are known as uh, galloping dominoes. Yeah, gee, they're sure the funniest looking dominoes I ever saw. Oh, my life, I've been looking for a boy like that. Quiet, quiet, Costello. Uh, now, Matty, this is a game that is played for money, of course. Uh, you should call it bank night or something on that, don't you think? Uh, by the way, do you have any money? Sure, i got plenty of money. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to have a long. Uh, <laughs> boy, we're a couple of stinkers, ain't we? Right. <laughs> Place your money down on the floor, Matty. Now, you see these numbers on the dice? Now, here's the figure five on this dice and a figure two on this dice. Now, you take the dice. If you throw a five and a two, that's seven. You win. Well, it sure looks easy. Easy. It's a cinch, Matty. Uh, yes, you be quiet. Matty, you sure you never played the game before? No? Okay. I'll shoot a hundred dollars. Roll them. You're faded. Never. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, how do you like being on Wednesday night instead of Saturday, Red? Oh, swell. I'll bet in a couple of weeks there'll be millions of people yeah. tuning in about yeah. this time. Sure, waiting to hear Fred Allen. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, Edna. Oh, who's the handsome-looking fellow? Oh, him? Oh, that's Dick Hardy. He's the new singer. Well, I wish he'd stop annoying me. It's annoying you? He hasn't even looked at you. That's what's annoying me. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. A two and a one. That's three. I win. Wait a minute. How do you win? Well, over, and we've decided. Four. What did I do? Never mind that. I got something to say about that. I'll bet it won't get a... Seven, I win. I told you that. You see? Well, I know... For... The sponsor wants more comedy on this show. Why, 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 why to celebrate this new time? Last night he took me out to open a new bottle of champagne. Ah, a new parachute. We'll find out. We'll find out. You know, I don't think it's stuff about you. No parachute. Well, why not? It's a club. Now look, I threw a nine. Want to lay the odds? Uh, well, you ever played this See, I'm going to make this a real juvenile. And for a child movie act. Some of the boys at the music. 
Okay, fellas, my point is nine. Now, watch this. What'd you throw the first time? Six. What'd you throw the second time? Six. How much is six and six? Twelve. What is twelve? Box card. That's crap. Hey! Hey! That's what I've been trying to tell you. I win. Uh, wait a minute, Matty. You're wrong. Six and six are crap. You win. That's ridiculous. That's not the rules of the game. Uh, I'll leave it up to anybody. We saw that. Now we can right. He, he wins. wins. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Who are you three guys? Oh, we're the boys from the Union Club. Come out of here! Ah, the plot thickens. But before it gets too thick, let's interrupt it for another reminder on a serious subject. Will the mighty 11 representing the University of Michigan fall from the ranks of the unbeaten and untied this Saturday afternoon? It will if the Minnesota Gophers have their say. And this Michigan-Minnesota gridiron clash sizes up to be the nation's game of the week, which will be broadcast over most of these ABC stations. It's an important game for both these big nine conference rivals because it may well prove to be a decisive factor in selecting the conference championship team, an honor which also carries the opportunity of playing in the Rose Bowl. And you listeners will be able to enjoy every minute of what promises to be a real football thriller. On hand at Minnesota's Memorial Stadium to give his vivid word picture account of the action will be Harry Wisner, while Jim Gibbons delivers the color background. Don't miss this game of the week between the unbeaten, untied Michigan Wolverines and Minnesota's hard-fighting Gophers. On the air, over most of these ABC stations this Saturday afternoon. And now back to ABC's Abbott and Costello Show. with the curtain, Lou. Right, bud. And let's throw the spotlight on our singing star. Here's Marilyn Williams with Matty Malnick and his orchestra. The night is young, the skies are clear. If you want to go walking, dear, it's delightful. It's delicious. It's lovely. 
understand the reason why the sentimental first Oh my, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's lovely You can tell at a glance that it's well not to fit the romance You can hear the imagination murmuring low let yourself go, so please be sweet, my chickadee. You want to teach you just say to me, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's lovely. You can tell at a glance that a small night is just a romance. You can hear the imagination murmuring low. Let yourself go, so please be sweet. She said something about you that I didn't like. About me? What did she say? She said you were wasting your time running around with a fat little stupid jerk like me. <laughs> Why are you so unpopular with the girls, Ruth? Abbott, I know almost every girl in this town, and every one of them remembers me. Any place I go, I can meet a girl that knows my reputation with women. Hi, Cook. See what I mean? <laughs> you know, it looks like you'll have to get some new girls, Ruth. How about those two girls that moved in next door to you? They're strangers in town. Why don't we double date them? Oh, I don't think you'd like them, Abbott. One of them has three warts on her nose. She's got buck teeth and she falls her. How about the other one? She's ugly. <laughs> now, Sally, you've got, as much, you've got about as much chance of getting a girl as Laurel and Hardy. Don't you guys, they married? <laughs> they're not married to each other. They're partners, just like Sears and Roebuck. Sears and Roebuck, ain't they married either? Mm, of course not. Ain't that a shame with all that nice furniture they got, too? <laughs> it's time to retire. I've just got to retire. I simply must retire. Who are you? Oh, just a little fist, boy. <laughs> Sabbath's nephew. Do I have to tell you any more? That's Sabbath's nephew. He's been hanging around this show for two years trying to get a break. Why don't that guy get a job for himself? <laughs> you better worry about getting yourself a job. Don't worry, Abbott. I got a job. I write songs for pictures. I wrote a song for Rita Hayward's new picture, The Loves of Carmen. The song is all about Carmen. How did it go? She'll be Carmen around the mountain. Carmen around the mountain when she comes. All right, all right, quiet. You can't write songs. No. Maybe not, but I write poetry. Here's a poem I wrote last night. There once was a glazer named Fraser who watched while the moth ate his blazer. There was pain in his glance as they chewed up his pants and swallowed his shorts for a taser. <laughs> Jack Sally, you're impossible. And you will never be a writer. And you'd better give up doing that Sam Shovel detective series. The field is overcrowded and everybody on Riddy wants to become a private eye. You're right, Abbott. I know it. Seems like every Tom and Harry wants to be a dick. <laughs> Thank you, Nina. That ain't gonna stop me, Abbott. Tonight I'm gonna do one of my most famous cases. I call it murder in a butcher shop. Or have you seen those prices lately? <laughs> so that's, that's 
That doesn't sound like a very interesting case, Costello. Pick another one. Okay, here's a very, very interesting one. I call it the case of the man who drowned in the Los Angeles River, or just be my destiny. <laughs> Let's get on with the case. Yes. I'm Sam Shovel, private detective. I'm sitting here in my little office writing a report on my latest case. I reach for my pen. It's a pig pen. <laughs> I'm alone in the office. I used to have a secretary. I had to let her go. She could never get her typing done. Every time she got to the end of a line, the typewriter bell would ring, she'd go out to lunch. <laughs> I've been working all night. I think I'll make myself a cup of coffee. I make coffee the hard way. The hard way with tea bags. <laughs> I'm getting sick of this detective business. Always on the run. I don't even get a chance to eat. Last night, I sat down to a bowl of chicken broth. I started to eat the broth. The phone rang. I had to go out and catch a crook. I came back, started to eat the broth again. Another call came. I had to go out and catch another crook. When I came back, the broth was cold. Tomorrow. Too many crooks spoil the broth. Suddenly, I hear a woman scream. <laughs> Came from the window across the street. I can't see who it is. I reach for my opera glasses. They're gone. Must have gone to the opera again. <laughs> I turn to my file. There on top is one of my most famous cases. The case of the Lady Bluebeard. I don't know why they call her the Lady Bluebeard. She never killed anybody. Maybe it was because she had a blue beard. <laughs> she was a hard woman to catch. I'd have never caught her except she was a flirt. She gave me the eye in Pasadena. She gave me the eye in Pomona. Then I caught her in Pisno Beach. <laughs> it was easy. I had both her eyes. It was lost, couldn't see where she was going. Suddenly, through the window, I see my pal, Lieutenant Abbott of the Homicide Squad, approaching. Abbott's a tough man. He's got a dirty look and underwear to match. <laughs> Hello, Sam Shovel. I'm worried. What's wrong, Lieutenant Abbott? Remember when I joined the department, I counted the beast, and the walking made my feet too big? Yes. And then I was transferred to the traffic department, and waving my arms all day made my hands too big? Yes. Now I'm really worried. They want me to ride a horse. <laughs> I looked at Lieutenant Abbott. What a clever policeman. He's got a trigger mind. And he ought to give it back to Trigger. <laughs> I could tell Lieutenant Abbott had something on his mind. He was nervous. He started fiddling with his nose. 
Lieutenant Abbott had a tough day at headquarters. All day he had been given a rubber hose for third degree. He kept hitting it with a detective. <laughs> Sam, you can help me. You've got friends in the department. You've got plenty of drag. What makes you think I've got drag? Turn around, Sam, and see what you're dragging. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott has insulted me again. I looked him straight in the eye. He had arrogance, conceit, and meanness written on his face. Seems silly for a man of his age to go around with all those words written on his face. Sam, it's very warm in here. Why don't you open that door that leads to the balcony? I can't. I haven't got a key, and I don't know how to open it. Why don't you use your head? I don't think my head will fit in the keyhole. <laughs> Sam Shovel, private detective speaking. This is great, Sam Shovel, a private detective. That's me. Sam, you've got to help me. What's the matter? There are five tough buds with guns and clubs trying to break in here and kill me. Come right over. I can't hear you. There are five tough guys with guns and clubs trying to kill me. Come right over. I can't hear you. Sam, I am not even on the phone and I can hear us. Why don't you go over? <laughs> I lift them up any higher, I'll break my suspenders. Arm, lift up your hands. <laughs> now lift up your pants. <laughs> What's the idea of making us put up our hands? Don't ask any questions. Go on, reach for the ceiling. Okay, we reach the ceiling. What's the idea of this stick-up? This ain't no stick-up. Then why have you got us standing here with our hands on the ceiling? Me and my crew are up here in this building. We're ready to tear out the walls. And somebody better be holding up that ceiling. <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott, this seems kind of silly. You and me standing here holding up the ceiling. Yes, Sam. Probably something the writers thought up because they were stuck for a finish. It's ridiculous. Let's put our hands down. We better play along with the riders. Them guys can kill you. <laughs> Don't go away, folks. Our madmen aren't through with you yet. Right now, they want you to hear this. Crime deduction has gone a long way since the days of the magnifying glass and footprint school of detectives. And America's fabulous West has made a great deal of progress since the time of hot thieves, cattle rustlers, and vigilantes. Today, both are as up-to-date as the latest news. This can be evidenced by The Sheriff's Show, heard over most of these ABC stations every Friday night. The Sheriff of Canyon County, Mark Case, isn't a handlebar mustachioed, rough-riding gallant of the Old West. He's a student of scientific deduction, tracking down cases in logical style. You'll enjoy listening as the sheriff goes about his business of clearing up a crime. You'll enjoy the suspense as clues, information, and revealing facts about the personalities involved gradually fall into place. 
proving conclusively the guilt of the real criminal. Yes, for a tense psychological mystery set in the New West, dealing with the baffling cases met by Sheriff Mark Case, a modern law enforcement officer, be sure to hear The Sheriff's Show when it's on the air over most of the same ABC stations tomorrow night. And now back for a final word from ABC's Abbott and Costello Show. All right, Costello, you're through playing Sam Shovel for the night. Now put away that revolver. You don't know how to use it anyway. Oh, no? Abbott, I happen to be a sharpshooter. Here, put the cigar in your mouth and I'll shoot it out. But, Lou, are you sure you can do it? Are you kidding? I can do a blindfold. I never miss. Well, okay. I got the cigar in my mouth. And I got the blindfold on. Here I go. Good night, folks. And be sure to listen in next week to the Lou Costello Show. Listen each Thursday night of this time for another great Abbott and Costello show. Produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Charles Bander. And featuring Marilyn Williams and Matty Malnick in his orchestra. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on his ABC station. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. 8 o'clock at KECA, AM and FM, Los Angeles.